Previously on Roleplay Radio. Dean Embran. I think he discovered the secret. And I think that he's in that book. You sounds like you're really close with Captain Dapplewing then. Oh, yes. In fact, she uh, entrusted me to look after her mansion while she is away after exams. Ah, who's there? Go away, you stupid sucker. Look away from our fuck up. So Rampart is in the room now. The door is closed behind him. We managed to corral him. Burning hammer. <laughs> if you can somehow force Rampart to take your flower. I really don't like that sentence. <laughs> if you made Rampart not remember breaking and entering. We could put a story in his head. And you successfully made it past the heist. With the book in hand. Cross is just saying on the, along the way back, that was terrifying. What if the flower thing doesn't work? What if he wakes up and then he knows exactly who we are? Wow, well then we're fucked. You make great food. Thank you? You make the crock tower smell like heaven. Maybe do some, make something with garlic. Next time be unlike garlic. I can't find any garlic. Every time I bring garlic back from the tavern and I put it in the pantry, it just disappears. I could bring you some garlic. That would be great. I, I don't know what's happening to my garlic. Sake will actually go to the river. She's still wearing the gloves, like the hand warmer kind of things that she got from the store during the, the scavenger hunt. So she's gonna go over to the river and take them off and, and wash them and then put them back on to cover the, the scar she has on the back of her hands. Carrie, have you ever been stolen from? I mean, we already talked about this, Lorene. Just because some like person of a certain race stole from your family doesn't mean that all people of that race will do that. Okay, but did you ask her? No, and I'm not going to. Okay. If you need anything from me, I will return any favor you want. But I can't say the same for your friends. Okay, well, the favor I would like is for you to be nicer to them, so call us at an impasse. I'll, I'll try, okay? Okay, so it is the day that the captain is rumored to return. So it's a big deal. Your roommates, they, they're here to support you, they, and that much is clear. Um, they're a lot nicer to you the next day, like, I mean, they already were nice to you, but like, they kind of, you get a sense of almost reverence from them, respect. So the F squad and the B squad. Nope, brain squad. <laughs> no, the B squad, because that implies that they're better than us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the I believe both Mistake and Koss wanted to make a care package for Rampart because we feel a little bit bad. Mm -hmm. Okay. It is a very gloomy day, just uh, by coincidence. There, there's hardly any sunlight. It looks like it might rain. A lot of people are wondering what the hell's gonna happen. Everybody knows at this point that somebody broke in and the culprit has not been found. The Dragon's Guard are quote unquote searching, but the search has been fruitless. So this morning, you get a knock. Literally at like six in the morning. How long does it take Thorn to get up here? Uh, very long. <laughs> He's very slow uh, he, Begrudgingly, it would make more sense for, for Griff to go. Okay. Don't worry about it, Thorne. I, I, I got it. Just... He was in the middle of pouring himself some milk. <laughs> right. Okay. You just keep an ear out or whatever you have for that. Is it leaves? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Somehow I imagine that he's pouring an entire thing of milk into a giant glass. 
<laughs> which, a bucket. A small yeah, bucket. Yeah. Yeah. Which to me was normal size for yeah. him. <laughs> oh, I also wanted to comment. You guys successfully made the care package. It oh, looks cool. very pretty. It's a nice ornate basket. And as far as you know, Rampart returned to his tower the previous day, but he didn't want to be bothered because his housemates had a little housewarming for him, but mm -hmm. it was not that big a deal. Nobody wanted to make it a big deal. Alright, so Griff, that morning, you get up begrudgingly and you head towards the door. I'm still in a tracksuit. At 6 in the morning, you're already dressed, huh? Well, this is like my nighttime tracksuit. <laughs> your pajamas. No, um, nighttime tracksuit. And the moment you open the door, does an 18 hit? <laughs> yep. You just take one hit point of damage as this, this oh. Luxidon fist smacks you in the face. Because it was about to knock on the door and you opened. I eat it. I just eat. I, I just take it. You you bite? No 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 no. I don't eat him. That that's a phrase. Oh, okay, I, gotcha, I, gotcha. I eat the pain. I take it. Fine. Sorry. And of course, it's your buddy Rampart. He's got a couple of band-aids on, some scorch marks on his like brow and ear. Do you remember him having a bunch of earrings? He's taken them off since, and he looks very plain in comparison. He's not wearing any of his flashy armor today. In How fact, what's his stature like? I mean, he's still taller than you, but he's a little hunched over. I would say, uh, we were just gonna drop the care package off. What care package? Oh. I, that's not why you're here. <laughs> The dragon's guard follow him. <laughs> Move aside, burning hammer. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> you tried to get in his way, but you. No, I'm, just, I'm still sleepy. It's too early, yeah. <laughs> he punched me in the face, and I'm like, fuck. And he starts pacing around the common room as a couple of dragon's guard walk in. That the I... actual dragon's guard. Is the kitchen in there? Yeah. I'm just gonna make coffee. Okay. Wake up, everybody! He starts pounding on every single door as he goes up the stairs. Every single one of you gets gets woken up by the knock. He's not joking around. There's a lot of other dragons guard kind of roaming the common room already searching it. Wake up! Uh, Don't make me kick door uh, down. Uh, Gary opens the door. Got it, Greek. Hi. Out downstairs now. Line up. I. Now? No, I, I don't think that you have the authority to do that. Actually, Mr. Grigg, he does for today. Uh, he's on duty. Uh, he's with us. He's Please not go down in there uniform. Immediately, that's uh, his choice. And he moves up to Koss next. Wake up! Uh, what? Who is this? Rampart Zubich, Junior Cadet of Dragon Scar. Wake up downstairs now. Oh, um, just a second. I'm indecent. <laughs> uh, Cracked people always indecent. Oh, um, uh, we, we, we actually got. I have a thing for you. Um, I didn't expect you to be here. He's already upstairs. Oh. Okay, uh, I'll give it to you later then. You're next. By the time he gets there, like, no, already awake, doors open. Yeah, he'll tell you the same thing. Downstairs, line up. I only heard you the first eight times. Well, good. Then hustle. Get you can't really. He can't really snap his fingers. <laughs> and finally he gets to Shelly. Hey! Shell! There's no response. I'm going to count to five, and I will kick the door down if I must. Five, four, 
three, two, one. He sees Shelly just sleeping in the bed. He, he hesitates about whether or not to tap you. Screw it. Hey! Hey! Shelly will wake up and be like, huh? <laughs> wake up! <gasps> Rampart, Rampart, you're standing again! This is so exciting! Wait, wait. What do you mean standing again? Like you're 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 you 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 look better. I, I, I heard that you were injured. I'm fine. This is this is great. Me and my friend Koss, we made we made a gift basket for you. A what? A gift basket, like a get well thing. For, we for went me. around to the whole campus and asked people what you like. I uh, he's thrown off. Uh, but he's <laughs> downstairs, please please, Shell. Okay, uh, and then Shelly will stretch. Come on, A bunch of random shit falls out of the shell. <laughs> they pick up all their stuff, put it in the shell, and then go on down. They grab, they grab their shield, too. Alright, the ten of you, the five of you plus your five roommates are in the common room. The B squad. The F squad and the B squad. The BF squad. Oh, the oh. You, um, you're lined up in the common room, more or less, or just kind of sitting around, as the dragon guard are kind of already heading up to the first room. They're like, you may have already heard that there was breaking at Dappleweed Manor. We are searching every single tower, so you are not alone in this. I apologize for any inconvenience. I know this is unexpected and abrupt, but we must find culprits, and by the gods we will find them. Was anybody missing the 29th day of Golgar? Have you thought that it could be someone who doesn't go to the school? No. Oh, that you should think about that. That's <laughs> like, that's like, there was not no improbable. There were absolutely no reports of any suspicious outsider activity in outskirts of campus. And we are central. We are heart of campus. That's just where Dapplewing Manor is. There is no way they could have gotten past Dragon's Guard, let alone me. But there's like a, like the Witherbloom. I know that there's people in there that aren't supposed to be there. Oh, I'm not allowed to say that. <laughs> there's already, there's already people, uh, there's already people searching your rooms upstairs. They are, they are combing the place. Some of you might even hear Thing or two breaking, unfortunately. Uh, they are in a hurry. They're doing this very, very hardly. So, a lot of us were out at parties, I guess, but, you know, we, we went with each other so we can bounce for each other. Garrett Grigg, you are good at telling on people. Did you see any suspicious activity on the 29th night of the Gold Guard? No, I was working on my experiments and then I went and got drunk with Shelly and Toby. Is this true? He'd never been drunk before. It was really funny. <laughs> I mean, it was it was quite. You were quite good at it. You were quite good at drinking. No, no, no. I woke up the next day and was very sick. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to. He threw up in the garden. <laughs> More than <laughs> once. Ruined the flowers. I'm sorry. Okay, next time we give you less drinks. It takes a good 30 minutes, but obviously they find nothing. The book is nowhere to be found. They might find a drawer full of garlic. <laughs> 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 this is old garlic at this point. Yeah, like, it's the snakes are stealing it. So she's been trying to, like, get rid of it 
surreptitiously places because Aurora hates the garlic. Mistake doesn't want Gary cooking with the garlic, but <laughs> it's just too much of it. So one of the drawers of the desk just has a ton of garlic in it. There's a garlic shortage on campus. <laughs> 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 and, um, they, they start coming down and they're just like, we, we got nothing, we got nothing. And then eventually, one of the dragon's guard comes down with a pile of garlic, just like, are you sure you want to hold on to it? And Aurora's just like, <laughs> No, please, please get rid of that, like, very far away. Aurora's literally, like, cowering behind, like, using Gary as a meat shield. <laughs> yes, please, like, I don't want it. I don't want any in the tower. I want it very far away. I just didn't know what to do with it. Uh, I'm sorry. Where all the garlic's gone? <laughs> I did give some of it back to you just at the tavern. I, you, you could have just told me you didn't like it. Yes, that's definitely exactly why I stopped. So, so should I take this to yes. the tavern? Or something. Well, some of this is rotting, so I should throw it out. Just like away from this tower. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> She lets go of Gary and just pushes him away. Sorry. sorry. Yeah, Why sorry. does everyone push me? I'm definitely allergic to garlic. Don't use it. Then how are you taking it? I'm definitely allergic to ingesting it or smelling it. Oh. Having a large pile of it. It was in a drawer. Oh. Um. Okay, mistake. <laughs> Aurora starts, like, tidying up your, your blazer or whatever you're wearing. He's like... <laughs> So are we good? I apologize, and as he's apologizing, he's looking at everybody but Griff. I apologize for the inconvenience. Griff tries to get into his eyesight. We have yet to find culprits, but if you have any information you wish to give, well, it would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Oh, 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 before you go, before you- Koss, Koss, yes, 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 Koss! Uh, so, we're also- very sorry to hear what happened to you, and we wanted to, we, we prepared something because we heard about it, and we've heard from other people that you're a very upstanding guy, and Shelly, um, Shelly has said very nice things about you, so, um, we, we got you this basket, um, Gary baked some scones and cookies. Oh, yeah, the cookies are in the shapes of cats, and also swords, and also loots. Is that cranberry and cookies? Yes. I love cranberry. <laughs> uh, good. He leans in and he's like, Is there grass in cookies? Oh, no. Uh, uh, now I'm disappointed. But thank you, I appreciate it. I, I don't know how to do that. Shelly's gonna point and say, I made that at some liquor. <laughs> Part of it is a recommended list of library books that are like obscure history. Oh. And I wrote a song for you. I'm sorry that you got your ass beat. <laughs>
There's a tear. You wrote that? For me? Yeah. Well, we were going around and asking people what you liked, and everybody had such nice things to say about you, so it seemed like the right thing to do. So this came from all of you? Well, all of you? Not Griff. Well, no, he contributed. But he told us to tell you he didn't. He <laughs> didn't actually say that, he just kind of implied it with his attitude. <laughs> Which is really what you do all the time. He's not very vocal. I'm drinking a cup of coffee that says, not until I've had my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the heat changing ones where it actually shows like the level of okay. Or it says, not on Mondays. <laughs> I'll get ready for class, do ya? Yeah, I mean, a stressful morning, but not quite. Right now? Okay. You know, Shelly, I've been thinking about what you said. I said something? And you are probably right that not every human is a complete selfish asshole. I, I, oh, okay. But I have yet to find an exception to that rule even among those who I thought would be. Oh, oh, okay. Have you met Gary? Yes. Oh, so, so why are you saying this? Because I really want you to be right. Oh, okay. And for Gary, I mean, he seems nice and Klaus likes him and all, but so far he hasn't quite been the exception I thought he was. Oh, you should ask him to make you food. <laughs> You know, that's kind of just the bare minimum. Oh, okay. Being hey, Gary. Kind to someone. Gary's just <laughs> pretending that he can't hear this conversation. <laughs> Gary, 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 Gary. Gary? I guess Gary doesn't want to talk. No, probably not. Okay. But see, there's a difference between just being kind to people, which is really what everyone should be, and then actually being a nice person. So you're telling me this because you want me to go out and find a human on campus that you like? Not, not entirely. Mostly I just wanted to tell you I'm not trying to hate every single human I meet, but so far the humans I've met, even here, have still preferred to be selfish over being kind. You're very articulate! Thank you. It, it was a compliment. Okay. Um, would you help me write this essay, actually? <laughs> I promise I'm not being selfish, I just, I just no. really respect your intelligence. <laughs> I... It's not like I need help with, like, the writing part, but, like, the grammar, like, yeah, if I, you could... <laughs> I understand, Charlotte. You're not asking me to steal something while making nice with racists, so... Why I would I do that? You know, I don't know, but people do it all the time. You know, that's actually now that I think about it. Maybe later we can go steal shit together. What I really rather. <laughs> that was a joke. I just thought it'd be funny. I probably don't make jokes like that to tieflings. Oh, I would be interested in getting some wine from from the cellar. <laughs> uh, you are more than welcome to try. I won't help you with that. Yeah, probably not today. Uh. Anyways, you want to walk together to class? <laughs> sure. Before we walk up, uh, class will go up to Gary and say, Hey, Gary? Hmm? You are a nice person, I know that. It's just... 
show it in different ways. <laughs> mm -hmm. I enjoy hanging out with you. Well, apparently being nice and being good aren't the same thing, so... Are you drinking wine already? <laughs> <laughs> You're not my mom! Oh no. Okay, so this is going to take place whenever the two of you have Computational Magic 101. Okay. And you two would have Silver Quill. Mm. Uh, is this another joint class? No, okay. but you'll, you'll both head to Silver Quill and it'll yeah. be like pretty much down the hall from each other. Yeah. And then Griff has Professor Cannon, as you like to call her, Professor Uvilda. On the way there, to get to Quandrix, we mistake walk it or take a carriage. She's probably most used to walking. Okay. You're walking to Quandrix. Garrett might be behind you, since he was drinking wine in the kitchen. I'm, I'm gonna say that if Gary saw Mistake walking, he took a coach. <laughs> okay, and just for flavor, there's traffic, so you're able to at least see this. Mistake is walking down the bridge to get to Quandrix, when all of a sudden, one of the bushes to your right ruffles, and a student emerges and starts walking alongside you with her books clutched against her chest and she's staring straight ahead and she says Hello This is Lorraine Uh, Mistake's going to make sure she's far enough away that it's not even like nobody can claim oh you're pickpocketing kind of thing <laughs> but will respond with Hello What's wrong? You think I have fleas or something? No, I just have a large personal space bubble. <laughs> As do I. So, how are you doing on that assignment? Just fine, and yourself? Better than fine. I have something that can help me now. Thanks to your housemate. Well, congratulations then. Thanks. It is a bit weird. I don't like feeling like I'm cheating. You ever feel conflicted, mistake? Sure, sometimes I'm not sure what dessert to get. <laughs> apple. Always apple. Where's the confusion? Well, I've not had many of the choices out of here. Besides, oh. if it's only apple, do you want the apple croissant? Or the... Little apple pies, or maybe the apple cinnamon muffins. Yes, to all. Not everyone so fortunate. Oh, that seems a surprise, seeing that you're friends with a chef. <laughs> I... a friend is perhaps debatable. <laughs> really? Because he sure as hell thinks the sun shines out of your ass or something. Does he? Okay, maybe that's an exaggeration. But he definitely stands up for you. I don't know why. I mean, no boy my age has ever resisted my temptations, and yet <laughs> every time I try to get him to do me a favor, he's always, well, as hmm, so long as it doesn't interfere with my loving, dubby housemates. Huh. She has a complex. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, either we know two completely different people, or we just see two very different sides of the person. Well, whatever it is, he seems to trust you, and not me very much, which is a first. 
and I don't like it. Well, the first time we met you, Lorraine, you went on a racist tirade against one of our friends. That's because your friend Griff is being rude. You know, I'm just going to let that sit, and maybe one day you'll have some thoughts about that. She's getting a little heated by your tone. She doesn't like it very much, but she's trying to remain respectful, and you can tell. Why... You don't seem to like me very much, Lorene. Why are you walking with me? Because... Garrett made me believe in second chances, okay? And perhaps I should give more second chances. Second chances? There's a reason I don't like flings and it's very personal but if Gary and I can be completely different people as humans well then maybe you can be completely different people from the people that ruined my family's everything probably I can tell you the only things I've ruined was a book once and I was very upset about it can I ask you something Sure. Have you ever stolen from a person? And you're asking me that why? Because I'm trying to see if you are like the rest. Mistake very much wants to lie to Lorene right now. Mm. Is proficient in deception. Okay. But she's feeling uh, inspired by her, her conversations with Shelly. And Lorene going on about how, oh, Gary actually does stand up for everyone. Because Mistake's only impression of Gary is, oh, look, now he's hugging that racist bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he didn't do anything to stop an it. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you look, it's like the thing where you like walk in on the person kissing uh-huh. the other mm-hmm. person in the rom com, you're like, no, it's not what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. So she stops and drops her things to the ground takes off the glove she's wearing and shows Lorraine the backs of her hands that have these scars across them it almost looks like a brand but it's made with a a knife across both hands I'm from a wonderful place called Redfell do you know of it? Now I do, thanks to Professor Misha. Yes. So, when I was about 11 years old, I decided I desperately wanted to go to the market. We were never allowed. It's not like I had any money or anything, so I just wanted to see what it was like. I thought it was amazing. Magical place. So many sights and colors, sounds, foods, things I'd never seen before. And there was one stand that had a ton of fruit on it. An apple rolled to the ground. I picked it up and put it back. The shopkeeper never saw it fall. But he saw the little red-skinned girl with horns with her hand on an apple. So he called all the guards over because every tiefling 
must be a thief. The, the humans there at least won't kill a child, but they mark us. They have some, supposedly anyways, they have a registry that has every single symbol they've carved into our hands. No one stopped this from happening. So do you want to ask me again, Lorraine? I'm good. <laughs> I know a great surgeon of sorts who can make those look sparkling new. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm kind of all right with it. I'm not ashamed of what I am. I just wish others weren't ashamed on my behalf. I'll see you in class, mistake. Bye. She kind of walks away very awkwardly. <laughs> so he takes her time putting the gloves back on, picks up her things off the ground, kind of brushes the dirt off the books. <laughs> That was a masterful deflection. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, we have Griff, Koss, and Shelly that are heading to their respective classes. So Griff, your class with Professor Uvilda, after that first spectacle with the canon, it kind of died down a little and she started actually delving into history and all that. And at this point, it's been a few weeks, so she started having you guys try out the exercises. So what I'm going to need you to do is roll me an acrobatics check because the assignment for today is to practice the dance moves that you've studied. And you are essentially, you know those, the baseball, uh, the, the, where you stand and the machine throws baseballs at you? Batting cage? The batting cage? Yes. Sorry, I'm not a sports person. <laughs> it's like a batting cage scenario and this machine is throwing stones at you. And your job is to dodge them. Much like the professor dodged the can. This is acrobatics? This is an acrobatics game. Did we know ahead of time that this was the day where we had to do this? Yeah. Then he came out in an athletic suit. <laughs> shorts. But it's short shorts. <laughs> um, he looks super rad from the 80s, like he's gonna play volleyball. Mm -hmm. Headbands like over the, the mullet mm -hmm. thing. <laughs> and instead of Eye the Tiger, it's Mane of the Lion. <laughs> there you go. It's a 15 plus three. Okay. 18. All right. These stones are being hurled in your direction and you are pouncing up, doing the splits in there like you saw. I make the stones look it. good. <laughs> at one point you like catch one and flip around and throw it back at the machine and the machine kind of, some smoke comes out of it. <laughs> you hear in the distance. Ow! I'm Ricard. Ow! I'm Ricard. <laughs> there's, there's a... I'm Ricard. <laughs> Okay. Uh, and there's Rosie who rolled really poorly, so there's like Ricards are doing really well on the the rock cage next to you, the rock throwing cage next to you. You're doing spectacularly, and then there's Rosie on to your left, and she's just getting bludgeoned every now and then. She's already got like a bulge here that's growing. And... Can, I, can I have like a flash dance finish? You know what I'm talking about? Like, oh yeah. 
Uh, at the end of the chair, <laughs> and the water comes down, or is that dirty dancing? Oh, that's flash dance. I have no idea. So at the end, <laughs> she finishes her dance routine, and she sits in a chair. And then, of course, there's Koss and, and Shelly. For you guys, your current assignment is to, for you, it would be write up the best possible compliment that you can possibly think of, and everybody's going to share it at the end of class. For Shelly, it would be the complete opposite. Like, what is a thing that you've heard a friend or acquaintance say that, like, grinds them to the bone and then double down and the professor wants you to read this in front of the class like the most cutting insult you can think of for that person okay so on the way to class shelly's gonna go to Koss and say Koss, i don't know what to do they want me to insult people i i you were very good at it when you were insulting them. Uh, but you t you told me what to do you were you kind of did you didn't tell me what to say but you told me it was okay i just well, if you need somebody to insult, you can insult me again. Oh god, but but I've already done that once and I felt so bad. It's okay, I can handle it. I mean, you won't even be there. It feels even worse. That's, that's better. I prefer not to be there. Oh, but, but, but I don't like talking behind my friend's backs, even if it is lies. Fine, uh, who do you not like? Oh god. Is there anybody that you, you, you don't get along with? Um... Um, 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 no. Okay, how about, you know that hypothetical person who cast a memory spell on your dad? Oh yeah, M. M, yes. What about, what about them? Okay, um, um, but they're scary. Yes, and I think that if you were to insult them, they could become less scary. Okay. Okay. Sure. You got this. I, I believe in you. Okay. What do you have to do in class today? Oh, I have to uh, give a compliment for somebody that I know. <sighs> Why didn't I pick this class? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> was it because there was a slam in the title of the other class? I mean... Yeah... <laughs> I was thinking that I should um, make a compliment for Gary. Gary's quite kind. I really want to try his cooking, but I'm too slow. I, 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 by the time I get downstairs, it's gone. It's, it's very good. Like, he is very good at it. I mean, sometimes it's a disaster, but it's been pretty good <laughs> since we got here. Oh, yeah, because you knew Gary beforehand. Mm -hmm. Did you guys grow up together? Not really. We kind of just met at a, um, it was actually at a, at a guild party. And oh. Gary is actually one of the first people who knew that I was a changeling outside of my parents. Oh. That's cool. I was worried for a bit that he would fight, tell other people about it because that's usually what happens, but he didn't because he, I guess he, he knows what matters to him and the fact that I was a changeling didn't matter. Why would it matter? That's a good question. There's a lot of people who would think it does. Okay. I learned earlier that I shouldn't make jokes about stealing things with tieflings. Should I not make jokes about changing things with changelings? Oh, uh, actually, it is st stealing things, also. <laughs> oh, okay. It's stealing things and uh, pretending to be other people in order to steal their hearts and or children. Oh, why would you steal so much children? <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know why. But I was just gonna say that if it makes you feel any better, you stole my heart when I first met you, and I was okay with it. Oh, I don't know. 
that. I love that. Thank you very much. You, you, you. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the bell rang. <laughs> okay, well, I'll give you the glass. Um, good luck. You, you got this. Thank you, thank you. Here, um, have my inspiration dice. Oh, oh thank you. <laughs> I love it when I get these plastic things you hand out. <laughs> okay, so yeah. what would what would Koss say? Koss uh, uh, would say that uh, my compliment is for my friend Gary, he is one of my oldest friends here at this school because we knew each other beforehand and I would say that he's a very reliable person who you can always count on to be there for you when when it matters. That is excellent, Koss. And if your classmate or peer of yours was here in front of you, what would you say to them? Pretend I am he or she or them. I would say Gary, I, I am very glad that you were the person who found out that I was a changeling. Your ability to just keep things in perspective and only care about the things that, that really matter was good because it meant that you didn't, um, th you didn't think of me any differently. That is very vulnerable and beautiful, Cos. Thank you. And round of applause, everyone. And there's like a general applause. The vibe in this class is so positive. <laughs> Cuts to a previous student crying on stage. <laughs> Sit down, Luke. And Please have a seat. Please don't ever bring your trombone to my class ever again. And he runs out. <laughs> Shelly, oh, Shelly Shell, please step up to the front of the class. Okay. He like puts an arm around your shoulder, leans in and whispers, you were my shining star on day one. I remember that much. Please don't disappoint today. Okay. Now, everyone, Shelly Shell is going to pretend that I am the person, the target of their insults. Now, do your best. Okay. Cut and cut deep. Oh wow. <laughs> it's not an at 20, but it's a 19, mm. so... Well, um, so, do you want to know who it is? No. Okay, okay, okay. You send notes instead of showing your face. You send threats and ways to murder without ever doing it yourself. Pawning off others to do your work, and it shows the truest form of cowardice I have ever seen. When you write your notes, I can tell your hand quivers with falsity and stupidity. And if I ever saw you in person, I would pick you up because your ego is so much larger than your weight that I knew I can pick you up and cram your face into the ground and think about what you've done to my father and, and my family as a whole. Shelly, are you okay? <laughs> no! <laughs> I have questions, but you can have a seat. That's But, a, but I'm not done! I'm not done! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you'll continue, I guess. <laughs> when I see your handwriting, I see the thinness of your soul. It has no sustenance to it. And when I see it, I know you crave connection to any 
nothing at all. And so you pursue it, you pursue it endlessly, but without a face, without any sort of physical manifestation of your desires. And it is pitiful and weak and disgusting and oh, oh, so ugly and ugly. Thank you, thank you very much. Please have seats and see me after class. I have a sedative for you. Oh, <laughs> a sedative? Um, okay. All right, so we're coming back to computational magic 101. What happens here? You tell me. I think Mistake spent the rest of the walk here and probably the first half of class trying to decide what to say. And the first half of class just decides to focus on the class. Yeah. At some point does eventually say, so Lorene talked to me this morning. Oh, yeah, I saw from my carriage. It was surprisingly less racist than usual. Well, that's good. And attributed that change to you. Yeah, you don't think that I was just going to talk to her and not mention the racism? Honestly, yeah, kinda. Okay. Well, no. Listen, I think that there is good in everyone, and some people are a lot worse about showing it than others. But if you, you know, talk to them and give them an opportunity to change, they can surprise you. Oh, perhaps you're right. Thank you. Sure. I mean, going to be better for everyone, including Lorene, if she's not racist. Debatable. Well, at least. It would be an ideal world. Yeah, where I'd from, it'd be a liability. That's very unfortunate to hear. Must have been a real change coming to Strixhaven. I'm adjusting to it. So, I'm sorry for being hard on you for that. Sorry I gave you the impression that I'm a selfish asshole. <laughs> that may be partially because I expected you to be. All right, class. We are getting into the discussion portion of the class. Now we will all share what exactly our ideal fractal mascot will be. But, uh, something funny happens in the middle of class. Uh, some people start interrupting her. It's like, oh, uh, quick question, uh, Professor Kanyan. Uh, whatever happened to the, that thing that was stolen from the alchemy labs? I, I do not know what you mean. You, you know. I mean, the things have disappeared from the alchemy labs now. They're breaking in Dapplewind Manor. I mean, I need... Let's focus, shall we? Uh, Mr. Grig, care to share what your, your ideal version of a fractal mascot would be? Uh, I mean, I think that a great fractal mascot would be a mouse, because if you had a little mouse fractal, then you could send it into really small places and have it carry small things for you, not really get in the way of any experiments that you might be doing. That is excellent. That is, that's, 
Brilliant thinking, Mr. Grigg. Uh, and speaking of mouse, uh, I heard that uh, Rampart Zubish was in charge of the Dappling Manor and he's terrified of mice, and that, you know, the people broke in and stole something. <laughs> Okay, let's focus again. Miss Mistake, may I volunteer you? What would be your ideal version of a fractal mascot? Oh, well, there's this one type of creature. They're, I think, extinct now, possibly. I'm not sure. You can still make a fractal mascot of extinct creatures, right. fun fact. Well, exactly. Uh, they're called uh, Keelan. They're these uh, very tall, uh, kind of like deer or horses, and they have these very nice horns that are very pretty, yeah. magical kind of creatures. That is gorgeous. And I just think that would look very pretty as a fractal mascot, and I kind of like the idea of reviving something that no longer exists. I couldn't agree more. Now, um, Dream Cayenne, um, do you, please, let's focus, and out of nowhere you hear Lorraine. Do you think this has anything to do with the Auric? And the classroom goes silent. I'm sorry, wh what? Do you think the break-ins have anything to do with the Auric? And, uh... Dean Cayenne brushes past you guys' table, Gary's and Mistake's table. Mistake leans over to Gary and says, Oh, actually, I might like Lorene more than I thought. <laughs> I don't know why she's asking this. She at least knows what one of the break-ins was. But wait, multiple? <laughs> the labs. Uh, Dean Cayenne heads straight towards Lorene's table and says, There is no such thing as the Auric. Ms. Arnessa. And there's a long pause before the doors burst open and the Dragon's Guard come filing in. <clears throat> Sorry to interrupt you, Cayenne, but could all your first years please stand up and leave the classroom? What is this about? Uh, we're being summoned to the Hall of Oracles. At once, at once, please. And after a few awkward stares, most of the classroom, because most of them are first years, with the exception of a few second years that like never took the class, um, stand up. The professor does try to protest. What, what is this about? <sighs> Captain's orders. She's back. And the two of you are certainly escorted out by the Dragon's Guard. They also pay Prismari a visit. Right in the middle of Griff doing uh, a very elaborate, like, no, put two machines on me. Put two machines on me. This is like ballet as fuck. <laughs> yes! Yo, let me aim one of them. Yo, I'm Ricard. Let me aim one of them. You got Ricard. <laughs> Ricard and Rosie are both, like, trying to aim at you. The professor is actually really into this. It's like, no, 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 this is an extra challenge. Roll me another acrobatics. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, you push your luck. That's uh, so a three plus three, that's a six. Okay. Put that on me, Ricard, put that on me. All right, go. a little too cocky, and the professor is very into it. Watch I go right into a spin. <laughs> Miss my footing. In fact, you're just like, all right, that's it. I, I didn't get it. Oh, the machine's stuck. It keeps shooting. <laughs> and it keeps hitting the same spot where I got hit earlier in the day by um, 
Sumi's. <laughs> oh my god, you have a black eye. Every time I get back up, it just in the face again. Start your um um. Where's the off button? Damn it, Rick! This is the off button. No, nope, that's the more button. There is no off button. <laughs> oh god. Uh. Dean, Dean, Miss Coyley, Madam, uh, can we please have all the first years uh, line up and we're going to escort them to the Hall of Oracles at once, please. Uh, apologies for the inconvenience. I peel myself off the floor. <laughs> Do you have to be carried out, Griff? No. Okay. <laughs> you refuse help even mm -hmm. though you're limping. He's out <laughs> And Rosie and Ricardo are also taken. Yep. So everybody gets escorted to back to Central Campus, straight to the Biblioplex, straight to the Hall of Oracles where you had orientation. This is where the big snarl was, and where you stepped in and saw yourself five years in the future. It is more or less a deja vu from orientation, with the exception of everybody looks confused as hell. Nobody knows why they're here. It is jam-packed. There are people also having to be sent up to the upper floors, looking down over a balcony. The five of you are on the ground floor, as are your roommates. Your roommates immediately kind of stick close to you, like, they're nervous. Well, probably is what you're thinking, but not that bad. They want to brought everyone. That's true. That's true. And Aurora is just very quiet, very contemplative. I just, um, wouldn't act like... Nothing is wrong other than the things that are wrong. I mean, Griff is wearing 80s volleyball gear and has a black eye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, did you get into a fight with somebody? Oh my god, I'm so sorry again, dude. <laughs> Rick, did you get into a fight with somebody? No! No, you just uh, <clears throat> got hit in the face with rocks a bunch. Oh, what's your name again? Oh, my name's Ricard. Oh, okay. Aurora, you okay? think we're a deep shit. Why do you think that? Because you can't lie to the captain. Oh, I'll just tell her the truth. Don't. Please. Yeah? Please don't. What? But I mean, you just tell her, choose which... you still which... have that lip rag? Yeah. Tie it around your mouth. Now. Oh, I... Just be cool. <laughs> the door is open. And there is the shadow of that stone-faced woman and a couple of shadows hovering above her in the shape of owls. Anything else you'd like to whisper before things get quiet as hell? Not if the owls are there, I'm just gonna... She walks in, hands behind her back, looking very serene but very angry. There's a lot of Dragon's Guard in the room as well. Not many teachers, except for a few. Uh, one of them being Professor Varelda Lang, who is waiting there with a ledger in hand. The captain has straight towards her, takes the ledger, they whisper a few things to each other. The captain flips through the pages, closes it, hands it back, keeps pacing. Greetings, Perseus. It has come to my attention that something inadvertent has happened while I was away. Funny, I don't recall the captain's manner being a lounge area of the first years, but it would appear one of you 
Or perhaps a few of you help themselves in. <laughs> she's pacing throughout the floor as she's speaking, making eye contact with as many people as she can. Sees the black eye on Griffin. <laughs> kind of He's just staring ahead. Scowls and then keeps walking. Now, I understand that this has been something of a campus dare in recent years. I don't know if you've heard what happened to the last people that tried to break in, but, well, suffice it to say they will no longer be affiliated with Strixhaven. Ever again. Nor will any of their family members or their close friends or relatives. Now, something was taken from my home. I will not point fingers. I will not even try to guess who it was. No, because that is not my job. That is your job. Here's what's going to happen next. Either you, the culprit, will stand up and confess to their delinquency in front of the entire room and face the consequences honorably or, we stay here for the rest of the day, cast zone of truth, we find the culprit ourselves, and they will still face the consequences twice fold. What's it going to be? Shelly's going to raise their hand. Oh boy. Does anyone stop them? I don't think we can. <laughs> you can always it's pretty, it's pretty quick to raise yeah. their hand. <laughs> And they have a very big hand. And I think trying to stop her would also just attract more attention to all of us. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that said, I was kind of tempted to do the same. <laughs> Shelly, Shelly. Stand up, please. Okay. Um, uh. She uh, moves her hand in a circular motion. And you can try to avoid this, but she will know if you try to avoid it. Or you can let it happen. I'll just let it happen, yeah. Okay. She casts a zone of truth around you. This also encompasses the whole party because it's a it's a range. Can I resist it? You can try. It's charisma saving throw. Yeah. It's a six plus five. No. <laughs> so she can tell everybody who tries to avoid it. Yeah, yeah. I she, see. She starts eyeing Griff. Have you considered it might be like like somebody else i actually was gonna come find you later tonight is this the kind of thing where shelly can't help but just keep talking and like telling the truth she does a hand motion to shut you up and she's like you will not speak until i ask you the questions understood okay on the evening of the 29th day of golgar were you or were you not inside of my manor for clarification an affected creature is aware of the spell and can avoid answering questions yeah. to which it would normally respond with a lie. Such a creature can be evasive in its answers as long as it remains within the boundaries of the truth. I was out drinking with Gary and Toby. And what else did you do that night? Um, well, when we got home, there was all of my housemates waiting for me, and they're so kind, and I love them. At any point in the night, were you in my home, Shelly Shell? I, um, was I in your home? Well, so that's actually what I was going to come talk to you about after this. Yeah, I was asked to break into your house. I'm sorry, say that again. I was... Be more specific. A 
Oh, um, I received a note from a man who told me to go into your wine cellar and put this green vial in it. And then Shelly takes out the green vial. You hear a lot of gas. <gasps> and I was going to come tell you about it and ask you, um, Give what to do. Right oh, yeah. Um, I also was going to ask you if I could have the empty vial to try and, like, manipulate the guy as Give a... Give to me. Oh, yeah. Shelly will toss it over. <laughs> oh, Jesus, it falls. <laughs> what was the green vial? Um, I don't know. Oh, we don't know. Okay. <laughs> no, like, do, was it on screen that no. you received? Okay. Okay. <laughs> and and okay. Shelly does not know what it is. I, I was trying to recall when we got <laughs> this green vial. So <laughs> that's, okay. that's all. Well. Um... The clockwork owl will pick up the vial and hand it to Captain Gappaway when she examines it for a minute. Where did you find this? I found it in um, Witherbloom Swamp. I got a letter to go to there and, um, do you want to see the leather? Now, please. Shelly this time will walk up and will... How long does uh, the truth spell last, by the way? Ten minutes. So okay, so there's no way, there's no stalling this out, but, um, Shelly's gonna hand, um, Captain Dapplewing uh, the letter and also um, ask, do you want to see the note telling me to put it in your wine too? Goodness gracious. I've never met a specimen like you, Shelly. Well, I mean, I, I was, I literally was going to come to your house tonight because you were fucking off campus. I've been terrified for like a week. Shelly, Shell, did you or did you not go into my manor? Into your manor? Well, I actually did go into your manor, yes. And the entire room goes... Quiet. She's about to call on the dragon scar to escort you out when all of a sudden the doors burst open again. And the most unexpected of people is standing there. It's Professor Misha. And the captain is very clearly thrown off by this, but Professor Misha walks right into the room very confidently. Lalo the monkey is hopping alongside next to him until he figures out he can't keep up and starts crawling up his, his master's leg and up to his shoulder. What is the meaning of this? I can assure you you're about to see, Captain. Uh, apologies first years. Uh, this is most unexpected, I know. But, well, Captain, I think you might want to dismiss everyone now. I will dismiss everyone when I see fit. I was about to unveil the culprit, and I think I found one of them. Oh, I, 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 I wouldn't call myself a culprit. Captain, I would really, really recommend you send all the first years away back to their classes and let them carry on. What is the meaning of this? You know what? Screw this. Close the doors now! And the door shut again. I will ask this only one more time, and at this point you see a couple of the other professors cast Zone of Truth all over the room. Every one of you will answer yes or no. Who was in my manor on the 29th night of Golgoth? Rampart! <laughs> I know, I'm just not a yes or no question. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'll okay. Yes or no, who was there? Yes or no. no. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs>
It's okay, Capital Link. <laughs> were you or were you not in my manor on the 29th evening of Golgar? Um, if I may. You may. I'm not, I can't account for the entirety of everybody's night. Alright, and so this is a big creative, so let me know if you'll allow this. Okay. I'm not going to say the lie. I'm going to cast Minor Illusion to say the lie. And mouth the lie. Does Minor Illusion say anything about saving throws? Uh, if, if a creature uses an action to examine the sound or image, um, they can determine it's an illusion with a successful investigation check against my spell save DC. Okay. Yeah. So I, I would do that. I, w I would absolutely allow it. But she she would have to roll. Yeah, that's. Uh, I I would bet that she's got a good investigation check too. Yeah, yeah. So maybe. Yeah. I, love I feel like this. you should still do it. I love Because that's so much more fun to get caught in. I know. I know. Yeah, okay. yeah. I have a question. Yes. Can I make a performance check to sell this, <sighs> such that she has no reason to not to believe that I've done the spell? So basically, perform it as naturally as possible. If you roll high enough. I will have her roll with disadvantage. Okay, I will do that. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a nine. It's a fifteen. Okay, that's exactly the number I was thinking of. Okay, okay. so she'll roll with disadvantage, but she'll still roll. Well, you're using my own dice against me. Damn. Okay, that's a six or a nine. It's a nine. So she does have a plus six. Oh, this angle, it's still ah, six. I get it. I am. Okay. You try to do this and she immediately knows. <laughs> she uh, looks at the five of you and looks incredibly pissed off, first of all. Second of all, it's looking right at Koss as the person who cast the illusion to begin with. Professor Misha tries to protest, like, Captain Deppelwing, I really think you should hear me out. Shh. You. Stand. Okay. Not stand. It was you, wasn't it? I will allow you to take the blame yourself, but it will be quite dire. Unless, of course, you reveal to me who else was involved, aside from, I assume, Shelly Shell. I'm currently in a zone of truth, so I cannot tell a lie, so if I had done something wrong, I would not sell out my f other people who did it. And if I had done something wrong, I would just tell you. And then I would, you know, Griff is going to come up and be like, and if I did something wrong, I would tell you to. Aurora gets up. If they did anything wrong, then I suppose I did something wrong too. And then Greta gets up, and me too. And Rosie gets up, oh, me too. Absolutely. And then a, a, like a bunch of other people get up. It's like, Captain Dapplewing, maybe I've done something wrong. My name's Ricard. My name's Ricard. I've definitely done something wrong. <laughs> You're surprised to see Lorena stand up. It's like I've done much wrong. <laughs> and uh, and Toby gets up like I've drank too much. Oh my god. <laughs> my name is Luke, and I, I basically I'm always doing something wrong. <laughs> and a lot 
Potter is sit down, sit down. The whole place kind of gets riled up, and Professor Musha is looking very happy indeed. It's like, um, Captain Dapplewing, you brought this on yourself. I am very sorry. Lalo, do me a favor. And the monkey runs to the door, scurries past the dragon's guard, who tried to stop him, but the monkey's way too fast. Monkey opens the door. And you see the silhouette of an owlin. He is being assisted by Professor Quintorius Cond because he's limping. And this owlin is dressed in blue and green garments. Very, very shabby looking. His feathers are very ruffled. And he's walking with a cane. And the whole room goes dead quiet. Captain Dapplewing stands at the center looking stunned as all hell. Captain Dapplewing, we would like to welcome back Dean Imbraham of Quantrix. We found him. Hello, Captain. It's a pleasure to see you again. Ah, uh, the, the Captain walks right up to the Dean and says, Imbraham, when did, how, what, where? Captain, Professor Kand and I have tried to explain this to you multiple times and you never listened. Now, I did ask you to clear the hall, but you decided not to. So here we are. We know who the culprits are because we asked them to do this. Those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And I believe that wholeheartedly. So I asked a group of students to break into your manor to steal this book because I sensed that my friend was in there. Well, he's here now. Will you hear him out? And the captain doesn't know what to say. Instead, she just kind of does this hand wave. And the dragon's guard knows exactly what that means. That means escort everybody the hell out of here. Everyone except the five aforementioned students. Hello everyone. Thank you for joining us again this week. This episode was recorded in Watertown, Massachusetts, also known as the traditional land of the Pekoset and Nanantum peoples. I'd like to give a huge thank you to all of the talented musicians that helped bring this podcast to life with their amazing music. We've provided a link to their web pages in the description. I would also like to thank our talented players, Tyler Rubin, Amelia Markopoulos, Rin Garnett, Michael Yang, and Nikki Aguilar-Thompson. This story would not be the same without their wonderful creativity. I've been your host and DM, Alex Aguilar-Thompson, and I hope to see you here again next week for another episode of Roleplay Radio.